0: Sir can you state your full name?
1: Pierre Nicola Atala.
0: And can you spell your first and last names?
1: P-I-E-R-R-E-A-T-T-A-L-L-A-H.
0: Do you promise to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth? I will. Uh, Where are you from sir?
1: I was born in England and raised my most of my life in Canada in Winnipeg. Okay and what's your profession? I'm an IT specialist Um, I've got a BSc in computer science from University of Manitoba.
0: Okay. And I understand you experienced some difficulties as a parent regarding, uh, COVID measures that were in place.
1: I have two kids in school, um, elementary school at the time. And, uh, I was actively involved in their school. Uh, on a regular basis, on a daily basis, sometimes uh, I was volunteering at the school. I was also working as lunch supervisor for an hour a day, which fit mi- which fit nicely with my my other work schedule. Uh, I was praised by the parents, the students, and the staff.
0: And uh, I understand your uh, your son's experienced some difficulty with the the rules that were in place at school. Is that right?
1: Yes, uh, they were forced to wear a mask in school and they were uh, and they were they were targeted uh, by the staff uh, Because I I I didn't agree with the mask mandate uh, that the school was putting in place and I was speaking out against it I, I was pointing out that the public health orders did not apply to any public school in Manitoba And uh, because when I questioned the school about it they said it was because of the public health orders but when I showed them the public health orders it clearly stated the opposite Um, and uh, they insisted on forcing the masks on the kids
0: and how did your sons respond to the mask wearing
1: Uh, well my my younger son uh, experienced the worst Uh, he was struggling to be heard so he was constantly speaking louder than he normally would uh, which resulted in uh, scarring to his vocal cords, and it led to a really hoarse uh, vote the tone of voice for him he also developed uh, scarring around his ears where the straps were Uh, there was a day where it started to bleed and uh, he asked to call home actually from the school and the school principal uh, in the St. James Sinboy School Division at Bannatyne School. Uh, she, the principal at the time, denied denied him the phone call home to, to talk to mm. me. When he, was, when he was trying to take his mask off, uh, he was called into the office to be disciplined for that. And when he was in there, he asked to call home and, and speak to me, and the principal denied that request of him. Now,
0: you mentioned there was some injury to the vocal cords. How do you know... There was um, an
1: injury there. Uh, well, uh, he was getting speech pathology from the St. James' Sinboy School Division speech pathologist, and and I asked her if the chemicals in the mask were causing damage to his throat, and she corrected me. She said, no, he's, he's he's talking louder when he has the mask on, which is strained constantly for eight hours a day, straining his vocal cords. So that was coming from the school's speech pathologist. Uh, she also, the, the school speech pathologist also referred uh him to an ear, ear nose and throat specialist to to investigate it so we went to the ent specialist and he he confirmed that there was scarring to his uh, vocal cords and damage to his thro- his his uh, his voice
0: now did this specialist uh, recommend anything
1: well i asked the specialist if he could get a mask exemption because if the mask was if the speech pathologist is saying that the mask is causing him to talk louder and that's causing the scarring of his vocal cords he should certainly be able to write an exemption so that he could go back to speaking normally and, and have his condition get better, uh, but he denied the request to give a mask exemption. He, told, he said that the boy has to talk quieter.
0: Um, now your older son, I understand, might have experienced uh, some effects also. Is that right?
1: Yes, uh, b- because I was because I was you know actively communicating with with the principal of the school and the staff uh, to to not w- put the mask on them. They were more uh, they were more actively watching my kids. And at lunchtime, uh, the educational assistant who was in the room with my older son, she would watch him eat with her arms crossed and uh, tell him to put his mask on constantly while he was eating, and uh, she would stare at him cross her arms, tap her foot, and, and then it led to him no longer eating because he was hungry. It changed his eating style. It was, it was like a psychological abuse. Um, at, at the end, when, when, she, when he did put the mask on, she would force him to say thank you. Um, so,
0: did you try to to speak to the school staff about these issues?
1: Yes, when I, when I found out that this was going on, I went to I went to the school with a with a letter. It was a notice of liability, and it also had I also included an affidavit of my son's statement uh, and a letter, again asking them to, to stop forcing the masks on on the kids, and uh, the principal wouldn't allow me my my parental right to speak with the school staff Uh, public school act of Manitoba states that a parent has the right to speak to any school staff member in the school and the principal would would not let me show that letter to the to that EA she did not she denied that
0: and I I believe you spoke to the superintendent of the school division is that right Uh,
1: I had yes I had a meeting later with the superintendent of the division which is the highest paid employee of the of the division and he said that he was launching Uh, an external child abuse investigation. And that was a, a couple of years ago, but I have not received any details of that investigation. I filed a FIPA request to get more information about it, and the school division denied me, the father, access to any records of the investigation. I then contacted the ombudsman to make a complaint about my FIPA request, and the ombudsman said it would take about a year to, to get to it. They weren't very interested in, in pursuing it. So I was experiencing several levels of governmental failure.
0: Did you reach out to any uh, other government officials at all?
1: Yes, I wrote, I wrote a letter to the Minister of Education uh, because uh, by this point, uh, after i had given after the school had seen uh, my written material and the notice of liability they they gave me a no trespass order which prevented me from talking to anybody on, on the school property uh, or even being able to pick up my son on school property which which led to more humiliating and uh, inhumane treatment uh, by the school staff they were told I learned from my FIPA request that they were told not to speak to me so when I would show up at the school to, if I said hi to a staff member, they would turn around, turn their back to me, and walk away without even saying hello. Um, I, I wrote to the I wrote to the Minister of Education, and he hasn't he didn't respond. And that was Wayne Wasco, Minister of Education.
0: Um, did it ever cross your mind to take your children out of the school?
1: Yes, that's an excellent question. My, my, their, uh, the, the, the uh, my partner, the other, their mother wanted them in the school, and uh, was in favor of everything that was happening. So, and the court and the the school was favoring her testimony over my te- over over mine, over my request.
0: Um, now just to get the timeline here. Um, you were, you said that they, uh, or you issued a notice of liability to the school
1: staff. Do you know when that was? That, the, I gave them a couple. Uh, that would have been around December of 2020 or 2021.
0: Okay, and then they, they gave you a trespassing notice. When was that?
1: That was shortly after I delivered the paperwork, uh, the notice of liability and the affidavit and all the court documents that I had, and the letter.
0: Uh, you mentioned before that um, you were working as the lunch supervisor, is that right? Yes. And that was a paid position? It was a paid position, yes. And what happened with that employment?
1: Uh, well, uh, the principal uh, called me and uh, was demanding my vaccination status, uh, and I told her that my vaccination status was protected and private and confidential, at which point she uh, wanted to end the conversation. And uh, I asked her, "Uh, you you said that you were going to explain, you know, testing procedures, but uh, she didn't want to do that. She just had a bit of a bit of a chuckle in her voice and said that it was basically over
0: do you have an opinion on vaccines in general?
1: Well, uh, my father, back in 1955, uh, he developed a vaccine for hay fever while he was getting his PhD in biochemistry at the University of Iowa. And uh, back in 2002, when he was still alive, there was a SARS outbreak. And and they talked a lot about all all these policies that were implemented in COVID. They were all talked about in 2002. They weren't implemented back then, but But I had a conversation with my father at that time and and I see him as the expert and I can tell you what he told me. Uh, He he told me that he studied uh, viruses like this in the past and uh, they come and they go and they come quickly. And I said, dad, you made a vaccine. Can they make a vaccine for this? And he said, well, it usually comes, goes too quickly. By the time you made a vaccine, it's already gone. So we don't make vaccines for coronaviruses.
0: But you're somebody that isn't opposed to vaccines to begin with, is that right?
1: No, I've had all my vaccines my whole yeah. life. And and my kids prior to, they, they had received, all I was giving them vaccines as well.
0: Um, can you describe uh, any effects that your children might have to this day over the things that have happened?
1: Yes, I mean, when well, when they were uh, not allowed to go to school, there was a major... Uh, I, I think the age group of you know six seven eight-year-old children uh, as a whole uh, I mean for my kids I noticed it for my kids but there was being being taken out of the school system it was very detrimental to their education there was a there was a major delay to their education as a result of that because it wasn't really possible to do the, the learning at home wasn't working it was very infrequent very short intervals of a of a video with with a teacher um, It just didn't make any sense um now looking
0: back at everything that's happened what do you think would have been better or what would have been what would have been a better uh, Well, one of
1: the things i noticed when when the officials when the public officials the politicians were speaking they, they kept on saying uh they would always start to statements but with we believe we believe and and we believe in science and my dad taught me my dad taught me that there's no belief in science Science needs to be understood, not believed.
0: Um, Are are there any other effects that you've experienced did you want to mention? Or uh, I can open it up to the commissioners if they have any questions.
1: I'll I'll take questions from the commissioner. Okay.
0: Did anyone have any questions? I think those are all the questions I had for you, so. Did the teachers at any point feel that they were bullying your children?
1: Well, I, I can't speak to how they felt about doing it, but they, they, the, the school division seems to be hiring people that don't question that. I think if, you, if, you, if you're the kind of person that has a conscience, I think they limit, those people were pull, pulled out of the system. And all that you're left with is these, you know, Marxist people that will, that will do whatever they're told to do. Like in the, in the instance of the EA who, who was told to target my son, um, I don't think, I'm not sure what their thought process is, but, but that's the type of people that, they were, that they're putting in there. Um, I can also say that uh, from the school system, I, I was di- completely disconnected from my children's education. I wasn't able to see the work they were doing. I wasn't able to speak to their teachers. And, and it escalated. It escalated. It, it, it was almost like gaslighting where they felt that the measures they took weren't strong enough. So after the trespass order came into effect, they said, well, now you can't speak to the school teachers. Now you can't. Later, it was now you can't even email them. Stop emailing them. Uh, don't say hi to them. It was, just, it was complete escalation to the point where I was completely cut off. And it affects till today. These things are still going on, and it affects my children's education and their ability to get the most out of their education because it's hard. For, it, it takes if I want to see some of their work that they worked on, it might take me two weeks of communication going through the principal just to get maybe an assignment that they worked on a few weeks ago. Uh, I don't agree with a lot of the things the school divisions are doing. They, they they hold back all the student work for the entire year and give you an incomplete assignment bundle. In june on the last day right before the teacher leaves you don't have a chance to to ask questions it's it's pretty ridiculous what's going on in the school system today i i applaud the people who are homeschooling and and that's my intention is to move towards homeschooling for for me and my kids
0: i was just also wondering about the school board um The school board level have you checked out the policies because they receive public funds so i'm just wondering how uh, they could say that you're not allowed to have access to the school or to the your children's records if
1: um if they're accepting public funds that's a very good question in the no trespass letters they do not provide a reason it's completely arbitrary which is a violation of the charter of rights however this school division the saint james sinboy school division their superintendent is the chair of mass.mb.ca, which stands for manitoba association of school superintendents that they pledge their allegiance to global corporations not to canadians not to canadian citizenship they call it global citizenship global citizenship does not include the canadian charter of rights freedoms bill of rights any of that it's it's a complete betrayal of being Canadian sure is. thank you
0: I don't know if there's any other questions thank you very much mr. Atala, for your testimony
1: thank you for having me